0: Thanks for checking out the Renew Life Church podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that today's message encourages you. Good morning. How is everyone? You sure? You sure you're good? Because y'all didn't convince me. You're like, that's not Brayden and that is not Keith. My day just got worse because you got me. Just kidding. I'm the best of the best. At least that's what God says. Hey, if you're a first-time guest, we want to welcome you. Could you make the first-time guest welcome? Thank you all so much for coming. My name is Cody Sykes. I am the pastoral care pastor at Renew Life Church. So I get to sit down with multiple different types of people in multiple different types of situations, marriage counseling, pre-marriage counseling, crisis stuff. Um, I hate that people have problems. I have them too, but they are job security And thank you, Jesus, for that. (laughs) Just a side joke. You guys can't be so serious right now. No, I'm really, really, really honored to get to just to to communicate with you guys this morning. And and I just feel like we should just pray beforehand and, and just invite God just to continue to do what he's doing. God, I just thank you so much. You are the very, very, very best. You're the best dad in the whole world. And I thank you so much for overwhelming us with your goodness time and time again. God, I pray that you would just come and you continue to just meet with us here. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. You're welcome here. You're welcome in me. That you would take over my tongue. You would take over my my mind. That I would only speak the things that, that, that should be spoken into this atmosphere. God, you know the hearts and the conditions of every single person in the room. And it would be foolish for me to act on my own. So I just submit to you, Lord, because we know that when we do, you always show up. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Braden and Keith are both gone. They are on the axis hunt. We've got 31 guys in Rock Springs, Texas today. They should be getting done any minute now, but uh, we've got 31 guys that are chasing axis deer, which is the most amazing, (laughs) next to elk, most amazing animal to chase. Um, It was all spot and stock with bows and arrows, and it's been crazy. They have been um, doing well, so it's been really good. Yesterday, unbelievable uh, thing happened. Uh, Braden taught and just a quick message after lunch, they broke off into groups of three, and in one group of three I know of, uh, one guy, that has kind of got to this point of decision where it was like, they were talking about making Jesus their Lord, and was he Lord, and they asked this one guy, have you ever done this? And he said, well, I'm not 100% sure. I don't, I don't necessarily say that I could, could, could say, yeah, I've 100% done that, and, and right there on the spot, under the trees in the open air in the middle of nature, this guy asked Jesus to come into his heart. And that is incredible. And that deserves a hand clap. God is, God is on the move. God is on the move. I want to talk to you today about building on. Building on. Four-car garage, and we're still building on. Anybody know it? Come on. Lucanbach, Texas. It was the first thing I thought of when I heard of this building on. Uh, God has been doing some incredible, incredible things in, the, in, in Renew Life Church. We're seeing miracles. We're seeing signs. We're seeing wonders. We're seeing crazy prophecies uh, that are being spoken and that are coming true. We're seeing prophetic Sundays. We're just seeing God move on his people in a way that I, in my, in my uh, limited life, have, have never seen before. It's, it's been amazing. You know, 2019, um, God spoke to me that it would be the year of explosion, the year of explosion in favor on our lives and a year of explosion in his presence being manifested on us. And I believe that God has done a really, really good job this far of, of proving and performing that word in Renew Life Church. Would you agree? It's been incredible. You know, God has also been speaking to me about this, this concept on, of impregnation. We've prayed lots and lots and lots of times recently and just in the past uh, even last year, uh, about people becoming pregnant that couldn't have, couldn't have kids. In December, there was a child that was born uh, to a couple that came to us with that same, that same thing. And in fact, the husband was going to leave his wife because he told her, I know that you want children and I know I can't give them to you, so you would be better off if I left. They came, we prayed. Four months later, I saw them. I said, hey, how was that thing that we prayed over? And she said, I've got a baby in my stomach, it's four months old. Or it's four mu- I'm four months pregnant. Like we're just seeing miracles happen. But in the middle of impregnation, in the middle of a pregnancy, sometimes there's pain. And the women that have children could say amen. I remember when we were pregnant with our first one with Presley. We did what, what most first-time parents do. We went to a childbirthing class. It was what I expected, some hippie lady that was going to teach us how to breathe. <laughs> first two times were great third time, not good. They didn't tell us it was video day. (laughs) Video day at the childbirthing class is not the one that you want to show up to. I believe that they all knew, and we were just the newbies, and they were going to do it to us anyways. It was so, so terrible. Like, it was bad. Like, I need healing still, and it was 11 years ago. Like, People are praying for their sight to be recovered. I'm like, Lord, take my sight from me so that I can't see this. It was not done with an epidural. (laughs) It's like screaming and there's convulsing and there's these, it was bad news. Like my advice to you, if you hear nothing else, if you've never had kids, do not go to that class and ask them when they're going to show that video and then they'll show but he's been speaking to me about impregnation. And I believe that he's actually just impregnated us. He's he's actually put something on the inside of us, on the inside of us at Renew Life Church uh, that is going to change our city, that's going to change this church, that it's going to change us, it's going to change our families. I believe this because we're seeing this. But I was recently hit with the reality that not everyone is partaking in this revival. Not everyone is experiencing this overwhelming joy in the middle of this impregnation. In fact, there's lots of people that are dealing with shame and they're dealing with guilt. There's lots of people that are seeing all of this happen and it hurts them even more. You just feel empty. You know, when you're empty and you're in the middle of so much fullness, it makes your emptiness seem that much worse. When you're when you're poor and you hang out with wealthy people, it could have this effect on you that you just look at your 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 poorness, what you don't have and makes it seem so much worse. I remember there was a time when this was me. I remember there was a time when life was moving and this church was moving forward and I was this person that felt empty. I've been on this staff a couple different times. In 2016, I went off of this church staff. I was the children's and youth pastor. took a time off in the middle of that time off. You know, the, the title and where I went to work and what I did was taken from me in that season. Naturally, you're not there anymore, therefore you're not doing the same things anymore. I realized in that moment that things were going to become really, really real. I realized that I had put so much energy and time and so much confidence and so much of my identity was wrapped up in what my title was, what people called me, where I went to work, and what I did. All of that being gone, I was left with this reality that I hadn't started the journey to finding out who I was. I wasn't raised in church. Church wasn't a normal thing for me. My parents didn't take me to church. They did their thing. They, they loved me the best that they knew how. My dad is an atheist. I got saved at 21 two years later in full-time ministry. Like God did some things really, really, really fast. And he does those things really, really fast on purpose. But in the middle of that season, what I didn't learn was identity. What I thought that I had figured out and what I thought I was learning this whole time was who I was and whose I was. But take all of the things away that I get to do take all of the titles away that I hung my hat on. And I was literally in the middle of this very, very, very big rut. At one point I prayed, God, if you'll take the call of ministry off of my life and pain and hurt goes with it, I'll gladly say yes to it. If you can make all this go away and you have to take ministry too, let it be gone. I don't want to feel the way that I feel any longer. I can't stand it. I'm I'm depressed. I don't want to get off the couch. Like it was just a really really bad season. And in the middle of that season, I read this, and God always answers. It just kind of takes a little bit. I'm like, Lord, could you speed things up? Isaiah 54, verse 1 through 3. This is what it says. It says, single barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Verse 2, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make desolate cities inhabited. One of my all-time favorite verses. One of my all-time favorite stories. Because it literally was the thing that I read and I clung to. You got two women, you got one that can't have kids and you got one that can. And to the one that can't, he says, sing, O barren one. Open your mouth and release the song of joy. Open your mouth and sing joyful sounds to me. In other words, do something in the middle of your storm. Sing, praise me. Psalm 22 verse 3 says, but God is holy who enthrones himself, who inhabits the praises of his people. Where God is, so is their increase, so is their more, and so is their abundance. If our praises are released and he builds and inhabits that praise, and he dwells in that place, so then does all of the things that come with God. The promise that he gave was, I'll make them more. More will your descendants be than the woman that does it the natural way, if you'll sing. If you'll open your mouth in the middle of your misery, if you'll sing out, if you'll celebrate me in the middle of your misery, more will be the abundance of your womb. Anyone can celebrate an answer after it comes. It's very, very easy, right? It takes no faith to celebrate a gift after you receive it, it takes no faith. To celebrate your victory after you're already walking in victory. But celebrating in your pain, singing joy, singing a song of joy in your pain, in your misery, that is what God is saying because she literally can't have the thing that she sees her friend have. You ever been there? You ever been around people that just have what you want and you don't have it and you're not getting it? And all of a sudden, you're sitting back with your arms crossed with your other friends that are in misery too, and you're judging the people that are experiencing more. I've been there. have been there. Not very long ago. 2 Samuel chapter 6, you see the story of, of David, and he's, David is, is recklessly praising recklessly worshiping, celebrating the goodness of God in his life. And his wife sees him, Michael sees him out of her window, and she watches and she despises the way that David celebrates God. And scripture goes on to say that she remained barren or became barren until her death. So you have a woman that he says, sing, and I'll make you have more children than the natural. Then you have a natural woman who despises the celebration towards God, and she doesn't have a child the rest of her life. Actually, she never had them, period. The ability to celebrate is powerful, but the lack of celebration is also. Verse 2, he says this. He says, Enlarge the place of your tent. He's talking to a woman that doesn't have children. And he says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Meaning, build on to your house before you're even pregnant. Our body is referred to as a tent for our spirit. I believe that he's saying, grow your character, grow, expand your tent, expand your capacity so that when blessing does come, you'll know what to do with it. Why do you need more money if you don't have a plan for it? You're going to waste it. Build on now so that you can handle breakthrough later. He's saying build and grow and take care of you, the carrier of the word of the Lord for your life, so that if you take care of yourself, you, the carrier, over that word, when that word is fully birthed, it'll actually go forth and perform the function at which he sent it. it. It should create momentum. But if we're not taking care, if a, if a mom isn't taking care of her body during pregnancy, there's a good chance that the baby's going to be born unhealthy if we don't take care of our tent, if we don't take care of our body, if we don't take care of our soul in the middle of our journey with God, then the thing that he's put inside of us, our destiny, our calling, which most of the time is something that you're not good at, when it's birthed, it won't be birthed in the way that he intended. Most of the time we give up on our calling, we give up on our destiny because it's something that we're not good at. Why would God put you in charge or why would God give you a destiny and put you in a place where you're only good at it. If he did that, he knows that you would take the credit, and it wouldn't go to him. But he says in Matthew, Matthew 5, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify who? The Father in heaven. Most of the time we quit too early. I believe that this is a, a really large contributor to the lack of breakthrough in people's lives. It's pride and insecurity. And it's pride and insecurity, particularly in the area of submitting to leadership. Most of the time, we feel like when leadership comes with, with something that is corrective, something that hurts, something that is a little much, it's a little stout, we we hear it through the wrong filter and we get offended. Now understand, I'm not saying any of the things that I'm about to say to get a rise out of you, to be cutting edge, or to provoke anything in you other than deeper relationship with the Father. I have no desire to be cutting edge. I literally just want to share with you what's worked for me. That's all it is. It's just sharing life. This is exactly how it works. You put yourself out there. You trust someone. You trust the leader. You trust the boss. You trust a parent when you're a child. You trust someone that is in leadership. They, they fail you in a way that hurts you. Maybe they said something to you that was a little, a little much and you heard it through the wrong filter. Now what you do once that thing is in you and you're hurt is you take and you build a wall around that hurt so that hopefully you don't have to experience that hurt again. That wall is called pride. And there's a lot of them inside of us. Now we've got these areas in our life where, where no one gets to touch. Everything in me is on limits except for where these walls are at. They hurt me, so I build a wall. What pride doesn't tell you is, I'll never let you learn any more about the area that you're hurting. And then it also invites insecurity into. Now the thing that you're not secure in is the thing that you can't learn anything else about because the wall of pride says no one gets into here. And if God can't get in there, who can? Pride and insecurity will stop your growth. You know, in situations like this, this is, this is if I explain you, just then you can join me. There were times in my life where I would literally start building my defense case against someone that I hadn't even had a conversation with yet. Like, I'm like, oh, if I see them and they come at me with this, this is all in my head, and they come at me with this, I'm going to say this, this, and this, and this. I'm going to defend myself. And we haven't even talked. It's been two weeks since you've even seen the person. But you're ready. That is pride. That is insecurity. We all do this. We all are ready to attack and defend ourselves in an instant. This is why leadership gets a lot of blame. They say something with the hope and the intent of of helping us uh, divert a crisis that they see is coming, yet we take it the wrong way. Now we want to leave, now we want to run, and we want to build a church across the street. If you can't submit to a leader that you can't see, what makes you think you're going to submit to a God that you can't? I'm just saying. This is where too many of us live. I'm not saying that leadership always gets it right every single time, because we don't, and they don't. But when they're wrong and you chose to honor, guess who's right? You are. Honor is always right. After all, isn't that what we're fighting for anyways? I have pride because you're wrong and I am right. In our effort to be right, always choose honor and you'll never be wrong. You never have to fight this for this position of being right if you just choose to honor. You always are going to be right. Most of the time, we got to throw our butts in there. Sometimes our butts are too big. And we can't get around our butt. Get your butt out of the way. Verse 2, he says this, do not spare. Meaning, if you're already in there and you're already going to expose some of your pride or some of your insecurity, if you're willing to drop the wall in this area, but might as well just go ahead and drop this one too. God wants access to all of us. Why? Because he has more. A closed store doesn't receive revenue. A closed person does not see, receive healing. If a if a store closes its doors, does it make any money? If a closed person stays closed, they don't receive healing. Pride and insecurity to me are like weeds. We all have them, especially after all of the rain. We all have we all have weeds in our yard. How many know if you want to get rid of the weeds in your yard, mowing them down doesn't do enough. If you're like me, at least you have, the, you have the thought of, well, at least they're green. <laughs> I got this crabgrass that's driving me insane in my yard. And I'm like, well, if I pull it all out, I'm going to have holes everywhere. I'll just mow it down, at least it's green. But we should stop mowing the weed of pride down in our life and actually just take it by the root and pull it out. We should actually just pour the poison on the root of pride and insecurity and pull it out. He says just sing the song of joy. And more will your descendants be. In other words, stop singing to your pain and start singing to your healer. When old dude or old girl breaks up with you, don't turn on Keith Urban. <laughs> like for real. Forget about the cat and the sweater. (laughs) Like, tonight is not your night to cry. He's saying, if you'll sing the song of celebration of joy to me, your healer, more will your descendants be. Your misery will be short. Your misery will be short. And more and more and more will you have. The song of joy is too silent in us. And too many of us are remaining barren. Transparency, vulnerability, are the ways in which we take this root of pride and we pull it out. If the the carrier of the child is not whole, neither will the word be when it's born. We're not in a war for our redemption. We're not in a war for right standing with the Father. That's already been settled in Jesus when he said it is finished on the cross. We're literally in war with the enemy over our position and our identity with God the Father and with Jesus Christ. If he can get you to focus on these small battles of, of winning winning, in your finances. I believe that you should win in your finances. But listen, if he can get you to focus on this battle of winning in your finances, and this battle of winning with friends, and this battle with winning at work, and he, and he can keep you distracted by all these things, but you never understand who you are and whose you are, you will lose the war. I'm telling you, fight this now so your kids don't have to. If you don't have kids and you want them, get pregnant. I just released that now. It was released in worship. But fight these battles of insecurity and doubt and fear and pride so that your children don't have to. So that what we're experiencing in revival continues with the next generation. This isn't about us, this is about the kingdom. Most of us would say in the room, I'm not good at that, I can't do that. I can't I can't stand on the platform and preach. I dropped public speaking 2 times in college because I was so gripped with fear. The moment that I had to give a speech, I actually didn't show up to the class and I never went back. Cuz I couldn't do it. Cuz cuz all my life this is what I heard, spit it out. today, junior, will you say what you're going to need? Will you say what you need to say? But my mind didn't process words fast enough. So I felt like I was always communicating behind. Guess what happened? I got hurt. Guess what happened? I built a wall around that hurt. Guess what happened? I became insecure. And therefore, I dropped classes that I didn't think I could excel in. We do this in life all the time. Our our job gets tough. Our our boss says, you need to work more hours, and you're getting a pay cut. Well, I don't like that guy, so I'm going to quit, and I'm going to go somewhere else. My marriage gets tough. I don't like my wife well, cool. I'll just drop her and I'll get another one. Well, guess what? You're going to ruin the next one too. Cuz you can still carry in what you carry the first time. Let's deal with this thing. Like God literally has more for us. Here's what we do. We find someone that will confront our misery, not comfort our misery, and we submit to him. We say you have success in an area that I don't. You have victory in an area I don't. I need that. What did you do and how can I do it? I want to mirror what you did. Be a a counterfeit if you have to, but be a counterfeit of someone that's going after God. God wants you to have more. God wants you to experience more. He wants the misery and the pain that you're dealing with right now to be a a thing in the past. He wants to turn you into a testimony. He wants you to be shared from this platform. Sing a song of joy. Pull those weeds out by the root. There's too much at stake for you to be offended and for you to want to leave. If this hurts you and if this offends you and if this rubs you the wrong way, I challenge you to do something about it. And it does not leave. And it does not build a church across the street. It's to say, you know what? Maybe that's me. Maybe I got some stuff. We can deal with your stuff. Your stuff is not bigger than God. Don't run anymore. Thank God that ministry was taken out of my life because had it not been, I would have never been in the position that I'm in now. The thing that I loved more than anything else on the earth, besides my wife and my kids, the moment that it was removed from me was the moment that I actually stepped into healing. Ministry was the plank in my eye. And that's really crazy to say. But the moment that it was gone was the moment that I saw who I thought I was who I actually was, and God said, I have more for you. So we went on a journey. That's all he's inviting you on today, too, is a journey. If this stirred you up, good, but turn that passion towards God. Turn that passion towards finding a leader that can lead you out of the place that you're in and into the glorious light. Amen? Let me pray over you. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much. Man, you're good. And then when we think you're as good as, as it gets, you're, you're even better than that. God, the things that are in this room, that are, that are even going through people's minds, the offenses that are being brought up, even right now, things that have been said, uh, leaders that haven't followed through, anything that is going on, God, that is an offense, I just break it off right now in Jesus' name. No longer, enemy, will you trip us. No longer will you get us to focus on what people say and not what you say. You got more for us, God. You're the God of more. You're a dad of more. And you only know how to give good gifts to your children who ask. So right now, all across the room, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if this says anything to you, if this is you, if you can relate with my story of pride and insecurity and lack of identity. In your own words, ask God what your next step is. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. When Moses died and, and Joshua He's gonna lead the children of Israel into Egypt. God said this over, over Joshua Joshua, no man shall stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Three times he says this only be strong and courageous. Only be strong and courageous. Did I not remind you only to be strong and courageous? I believe that God is saying that over you right now. Only be strong and courageous. In the middle of not wanting to confront the things that are deep, deep, deep rooted inside of you, only be strong and courageous. In not wanting to expose yourself, only be strong and courageous. In your weakness, he is strong. Most of the time, weakness says, I'm, uh, if I'm vulnerable, I'm weak. Be vulnerable so that you can em- embrace his strength. Thank you, Father. You love us unconditionally. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. You can find out more about our ministry at RenewLifeChurch.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Also, our app is available for download so that you can stay up to date. Again, we are so glad you joined us. If you're in the Midland Odessa area, we invite you to come be our guest at one of our services. Have a great day, and we hope to see you soon.